0: I'm Josh Barrow.
1: And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass.
0: Hey, Lynette. Do you know what that is?
1: It sounds like you may have dropped something.
0: That is my fabulous new Ritz-Carlton Rewards credit card, and it is made out of metal.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm...
0: Are you impressed by how classy I am? No,
1: no, 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 no. But please explain to me why exactly this card is made of metal and... What exactly is so special about your new Ritz-Carlton card?
0: Um, this is a trend in premium credit cards, uh, starting with the Amex black card, the Centurion card that mm. costs you know several thousand dollars a year to have. Mm. Um, so uh, instead of making a credit card out of plastic, you can make it out of this very rigid metal. And then when you hand it to somebody to buy something, they go, ooh, that card is so heavy. When you have these metal cards, it's done to be impressive. It's done so that people can show off their fabulous credit card. Um, I actually think that it is worse from a from just a product matter for a few reasons. One is because the card doesn't bend at all, it's harder to get out of your wallet. Every time you use the card, you end up having to have a, an interaction with the clerk about the oddness of your credit card, which I find to be show-offy and unpleasant. It, like It feels like I'm trying to show off by handing them the card when really I'm just trying to buy something.
1: And then people realize that you don't actually have the American Express black card and judge you.
0: Right, I'm just some douche with a Ritz-Carlton card trying to pretend that I have an Amex black card. It's really Uh, bad.
1: This was like when girls wore Isaac Mizrahi for Target. So the real economic question here is, does this shit work? Does this gimmicky stuff work?
0: So credit cards are status symbols, and people do want a credit card that sends good messages about them.
1: Do you know who is really obsessed with his credit card? Who? Uh, Andy Warhol actually. Really? Which should not be shocking because he was really obsessed with celebrities and status and he grew up... And consumer products. Right. And he grew up poor in Pittsburgh. So when he was able to afford a credit card, that was a big deal to him. This is all documented in a really good book called The Trip about this road trip that he took in 1963 for his first art show in LA. And it makes sense that Andy was so obsessed with this status because the original credit cards were actually kind of a club. They were a diner's club uh, designed by this businessman named Frank McNamara so that all of his friends could hang out and not have to bring cash everywhere when they went on their baller ass dinners, which I'm assuming were really fun. I don't know. I would not have been there.
0: Really? You hate steakhouses?
1: Really? I'm brown. <laughs>
0: Well, this is, this is actually, that's why it was called Diner's Club, because exactly. the idea was that it was a small club of people who would have cards that they could use at high-end restaurants to pay the bills so they wouldn't have to carry a lot of cash around. And they weren't credit cards. They were charge cards. You had to pay the balance in full every month. Um, This is also how American Express started. In the 1960s, you start getting cards that allow you to carry a balance. But in the beginning of the credit card industry, credit cards were a thing for rich people. There's obviously been this enormous democratization of credit cards.
1: Like we talked about in our Airfare episode, it seems like the tactics that airlines and credit cards are using are both becoming more gimmicky. You have that stupid metal card, which is a visa, I see.
0: It's a and Visa infinite, actually. So the reason your credit card can offer you these benefits, it's not a, it's not principally paid for through interest payments, like you might think. Where the banks make money that comes back to you as benefits is from what's called interchange fees. These are charged to merchants when you use your credit card to buy something, and then the fee gets split up. Part of it goes to the network that processes the transaction. That's Visa or MasterCard or whatever. Part of it goes to the bank that serves the store, and then most of the fee goes to the bank that issued you the credit card. But then with the best credit card reward programs, substantially all of that interchange fee revenue then comes back to you in the form of benefits, whether that's cash back or frequent flyer miles. This is kind of a weird system, right? It's basically a transfer from stores to you that's allowing you to buy a plane ticket every so often. And it's coming under some pressure um, because American Express having a relatively premium product and tending to have higher-end customers, stores wanted to be able to accept American Express. And American Express typically charges a higher interchange fee than Visa or MasterCard do. Um, stores didn't like that, and they did, especially didn't like that American Express had a rule that if you were going to accept Amex, you couldn't tell customers that you would prefer that they use a Visa or a MasterCard. You couldn't give them a discount for using a Visa or a MasterCard. So a court found that this was an antitrust violation. It was anti-competitive. So it's going to be interesting to see whether stores are going to have more of an ability to fight to get interchange fees lowered. And if they do that, stores might be more profitable. But the downside for all your credit card people is that that will mean there's just less money available to pay for benefits for you. Uh, And so all those really rich credit cards you have with 2% cash back or whatever, that might not exist forever.
1: So this actually could end up like the diminishing number of first-class seats that you can get on... An airplane.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. So we're not there yet, but I I think you're right that we may end up there. And then what the credit card companies will still be able to compete on is bullshit like whether your card is made out of metal, and they'll have to do more to stroke your ego in ways that don't cost a lot of money.
1: Why human beings need this kind of status separation, God only fucking knows. But it seems really, really natural.
0: Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader.